Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Everybody and welcome to the Box Score Breakdown for Friday, the 12th of February 2021. I'm your host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. My partner, normally the other host, is Scotty Harland. He is aka the Harlander23. There can only be one. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at the Harlander, H A R Lander23 on Twitter. And I am Mr. Jolly of Sydney on Twitter. Shoutouts to the big knobs from hoop-ball.com, Aaron Bruski, Dan Beshbris, all of the other uh, great podcasters and editors and uh, betting advisors, all those great, great dudes over there. Go and check it out at hoop-ball.com. The content is fabulous and so are the people. And speaking of fabulous people, I'm joined by a very special guest this this evening. He is an aficionado of rookie cards, among other um, claims to fame or infame. He is also a guy who plays in a lot of deep leagues, 30-team leagues, 24-team leagues, contract leagues, you name it, every kind of esoteric league that's out there. Now, he's perfect for today because we've had some breakouts. We've got rookies going off like frogs in socks. He's the one and only, we call him Wizards Woj. He's a big Wizards fan, and he just, you know, he follows the stuff like Woj. He's John Steele. Mr. Steele, how are you? Professor Steele, I should say. Hey, hey, Aaron, everybody. Uh, thanks. I'm probably the only remaining Wizards fan uh, out there uh, after today's game, especially. So uh, I do know a lot about that team. And um, I, as, a, as Aaron said, I'm a, a professor here in Seoul and I'm on vacation for the last month or so. So I've had a good chance to see a lot of the games and a lot of the action. And I'm ready to talk about some of the action that we saw here today. So should we go, go ahead and get started? Yeah, let's let's jump let's jump right into it. And the first game has got some of that exciting rookie breakout kind of stuff that we've been we've been looking at because it's Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards playing in a game where the Charlotte Hornets run out winners, 120 points to 114. We'll start with the Charlotte Hornets first. Terry Rozier, gee, oh my goodness gracious, he had 41, seven and three with block. If you drafted him around pick 80 or 90, merry bloody Christmas to you. Gordon Hayward had 14, seven and five with a steal. Uh, Devontae Graham was back. He played 27 minutes. He had just eight, two, and four. You can guess he shot under 45%. He was four for 10 from the field and zero for five from deep. Nothing surprising there. Uh, Cody Zeller, or um, Old Zeller, as John calls him, he had 25 minutes, 17, eight, and one for the Hornets. Uh, Miles Bridges had 11 and 10. He's picking up those rebounds, isn't he, John Miles? Oh yeah, this is a this is a team that I'm really excited about. I mean, uh, uh, as I, I consider myself an aficionado of uh, you know uh, middle of the road or even teams at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, and for the last few years, it's been uh, pretty dreadful to watch some of those teams. But now we got some excitement with teams like uh, Cleveland and Detroit, and New York Knicks, Knicks, and right at the top of that is Charlotte. They're really fun to watch, and yeah, I'm really high on Miles Bridges. He's he's really been putting stringing together a lot of high rebound games the last a week or so so 
I really like his game and really like watching him play. And overall, just really excited about this team. Yeah, now probably the most exciting thing is Lamelo Ball, isn't it? He had 20 and 11 with four assists and three steals, eight for 15 from the field and a two for eight from deep. Now I'm thinking about trading Miles Turner away to get this guy in Dynasty. Am I crazy? No, I don't think so. I think he's the real deal. And I uh, I, uh, I would be, in a, in a Dynasty League, I would be trying to do whatever I could to get him. I don't think, I don't think there's a, a, really a price too high um, especially for a rebuilding team. Mm, and that's that's what I am in that league. So hopefully my buddy from Detroit's <laughs> not listening tonight because I'm going to ping out an offer. <laughs> I'll get right off the call and ping out an offer before this gets published. Yeah, I, I don't think, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed having him, you know, to build your team around for the next, uh, you know, foreseeable future. So yeah, go ahead and try to do that. Now, what about the guy who went before him in the draft, or one of two guys who did, Anthony Edwards, on the other side for the Minnesota Timberwolves? We'll talk about Carl Tanz in a minute, but let's talk about Edwards. He had 21, 6, and 3, 9 for 21 from the field, 2 for 6 from deep, hit his three throw, uh, and he had no turnovers as well, which you love to see. The steals and the block numbers are not there yet for him. Maybe he gets them later. Now, uh, Dan Bespris from Fantasy NBA today, uh, one of the lads whose shoulders we are standing on those giants with the shoulders we stand on sometimes he was telling people a couple of weeks ago from about 10 days ago go and grab anthony edwards and people were saying you're nuts you're crazy but he looks like he's forging a role for himself now he's starting he played 33 minutes with towns back he's probably going to get some more open looks are you a little bit higher on him now than perhaps you were a few weeks ago from a fantasy perspective, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I I like how they brought him along slowly and brought him off the bench for you know the first few weeks to month or so. But yeah, I, I think uh, he's feeling more comfortable. I think he still has a long way to go from like a real basketball perspective. But for fantasy, yeah, I'd, I'd be trying to scoop him up as well. Yeah, now I, just to be clear, I drafted him in the last round in a couple of leagues, and I dropped him. And then I think I picked him up in three or four of my fifteen or sixteen leagues off the waiver wire around the time Dan was first talking about it. And now you can't really find him on any waiver wires, but but have a little bit of a look if he's there. He's definitely worth picking up. Another guy uh, who plays for the Timberwolves is uh, Beasley. My goodness, mm. he's been amazing this season. He had thirty-one and five with an assist and a steal. Have you got him anywhere, John? Twelve for twenty-one shooting as well. Seven for thirteen from deep. He looks like he's going to be even better with Towns back. Yeah, I had a chance to get him in a 30-team league. Uh, Minnesota team sent me – I'm the Wizards in there, and they sent me a package. They were trying to get Beal from me, and he was he was one of the big uh, pieces in that package, of course. But I turned it down. Um, I, I don't regret it at all, but, yeah, he's, he's definitely uh, much better than I was expecting. And I like a lot of the peripheral guys that they have there on, on Minnesota as well. Like, you know, a lot of the young guys like Vanderbilt and uh, – you know, of course, Nas Reed on, on the number one Nas Reed fan out there. He's, his his role is going to go down with Cat back, but I still I still really believe in him long term. Now he's a guy you you definitely want as a handcuff. I'm kicking myself a couple of leagues I didn't pick him up where I drafted Towns, uh, and ironically I picked up Nas Reed in other leagues where I didn't have Towns, and I've taken that top fifty value that he provided for that a month where he was top fifty. Today Reed played sixteen minutes. He had seven, five, and four, but. If you own Towns and Reed gets dropped anywhere, I would go and stick him on your bench, especially in a weekly league where you don't have to start people each week. Does that sound like solid advice, Professor Steele? Uh, totally. I, in, in my case, I, I just look for guys who I think are, are good players. And I think that um, 
the the fantasy part of it will sort itself out and this is a guy that even even he's you know in deeper leagues he's still playable even with cat in there you know he, he's a guy that can get in there for 12 15 minutes and still put up 10 12 points you know grab six eight rebounds and he's a hell of a, a three-point shooter as well so he's a he's a guy I like you know as as you said as a handcuff kind of short term but also uh long term as well like if you're in a, a dynasty type league he's a guy he's a kind of guy that could potentially sign with another team and be a starting center somewhere somewhere I, I see a little bit of Thomas Bryant in him actually um just from the shooting perspective uh, shooting you know the shooting aspect of his game you know he has a lot of nice feel and he's just a really really solid player so I, I really like him both short term and and long term as well now, those fringe guys you talk about, Akogi had six and four in his 20 minutes. Uh, McLaughlin had six, seven assists and four steals. Jaden McDaniels had nine and four with an assist, a steal and two blocks. And uh, now, I don't know how you pronounce that exactly, he had seven minutes, just two, two and one. Of those guys, before we talk about Towns, any of those, Vanderbilt, sorry, just had seven minutes, two and two. For, for, in terms of 12 team, whether it's points or category leagues, probably none of them are really 12 team ads, oh. are they? No, no, I don't. I yeah, I was thinking more of uh, bigger, you know, bigger leagues. But yeah. they're guys to keep an eye on. I mean, I think they're all pretty young, and they all have a lot of room to grow. So I think um, I don't think any of them will be rosterable this year. Now, someone who's very rosterable, and gee, it feels good to have him back. I'm in a couple of leagues where I have towns where I'm the two main uh, leagues I have him. I'm second last or last because you just when you <laughs> when you lose something like that. But it's, ironically, over on Basketball Monster, when I plug my teams in, the team where I'm last with him, I'm projected to finish first. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but I have to make the playoffs first. <laughs> that's that's the problem. I'm like I'm like ten games out of the playoffs or something. But I've got Towns, I've got Porzingis, and I've got Joel Embiid, as well as Adams uh, as my front line, and I picked up Noel as well. Gee, that's some tall timber, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just he just looks so great out there today. I mean, he had a couple of uh, you know step back threes. I mean, he just uh, he's just so agile, and you know, for a seven footer, it's just just remarkable what he can do. Yeah, so he had twenty five eight, two assists, two steals, a block. Nine for 18 from the field, five for eight from deep, perfect two of two at the foul line, and um, and just one turnover. That's uh, pretty remarkable. The only thing you can really complain about is the box score being minus three, but they're still a little bit short. I think they'll be better when they get everybody back and healthy. They had no D'Lo, no Lehman, who's a decent uh uh, depth guy for them as well, but we do. We better move on to the second game of the evening. Talk about your Washington Wizards. They went down by 18 points to the Knicks. So is this just a case without Beal? You know, you guys are struggling this season, and and the Knicks are probably a lot better than we expected, too, aren't they? Yeah, I don't think it's uh, uh, something that we can point to as uh, it's just because Beal wasn't there type thing. I I, I watched this game and it was just um, it, it was it was a rough watch. I, I tell you, I mean. I, I uh, it, you know, it finished off being a, an 18 points uh, victory by the Knicks, but it seemed more like 40 or 50. It wasn't even, it, it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even a game really the whole time. So I don't think Beal being there, it's just, uh, this team is just, um, I don't know. I've been following them my whole life and it's, it's, uh, it brings me tears to see what's going on there. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, some of the guys there and see who you do 
value long term because I think in terms of twelve team, it's pretty hard to see much value mm. behind Bond Westbrook and Beal. Westbrook had twenty three nine and ten with a steal, yeah. and he was he was ten for twenty two from the field. You can't really complain when he makes it to forty five percent, but he missed all of his three point shots, and he was three of six at the foul line. As a Washington fan. How did you feel initially, in a nutshell, when you found out Westbrook was coming, and and how are you feeling now? I felt good at first. Um, I thought that something needed to happen. I mean, uh, Wall was uh, not very happy about uh, the franchise or the organization wanting to make Beale, you know, kind of the, the main, the top ace there, as we say. So, um, you know, I, I just felt that there, there was a lot of friction between Wall and Beale. So I, I felt pretty good about it at first. I, I thought that. You know that Westbrook was more of an orderly type guy that he was going to keep things in line, kind of a you know a floor general type guy, um, as compared to Wall. So I I was really optimistic about it at first, and I, I I'm I'm not totally out of it uh, at this point. I think they, you know, there was some some health things there, but the last couple of weeks he's worked, looked a little bit more explosive. Uh, I'm just worried about him and Beal working together. You know, um, how that how that fit is going to. Uh, progress but yeah um i mean wall's been looking great so it doesn't look too good right now for the wizards but uh we'll see <laughs> i'm, I'm keeping I'm keeping my optimism <laughs> and of course you lost tommy bryant and to be yeah. honest with you when tommy was playing and the three of them were, were playing together before the real injury set in even though you guys i think lost your first five games there were some heart attack games there you were playing mm-hmm. pretty well so i think there's some other mitigating circumstances plus a lot of new players coming together i don't think you've had the same team pretty much start any games let's talk about some of these other guys though who else has any potential value. Rui Hachimura had 10 and 5 today with nothing else pretty much. Uh, Matthews had 14 points and one rebound, a couple of blocks. Alex Len at 8 and 4. Avdija had 8 and 6. And Troy Brown made an appearance today. He had 10, 5 and 1. Wagner, um, Wagner had nothing. He just had 4 minutes. Um, Robin Lopez had 5 and 4 in 20 minutes. It's pretty messy, isn't it? Is there any kind of light at the end of the tunnel there? Is there anybody worth stashing on your team for the second half of the season in 12 teams? Well, uh, going back to what I was saying before, just thinking about it from like a real basketball perspective, I just, I don't see any, uh, I don't see any potential there with Hachimura at all. I, from a, from a real perspective, I don't, I don't see him, uh, any development from when he first came into the league. I don't know if that's coaching or, you know, if he just started in basketball too late. Uh, but in contrast to him is, uh, who, you know, as a rookie, he's shown shown some potential, and he just has that feel uh, of, that a basketball player needs. He's been playing his whole life. He grew up around the game, whereas Rui grew up more as a soccer player. So, I'm really uh, optimistic about Avdia. Not 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 necessarily for this year, but maybe starting next year. You know, he could be kind of a, a twelve, you know, a twelve team uh, player to keep an eye on. Um, other than that, I mean, these other guys are just kind of <laughs> just guys. I mean, every one every once in a while, a guy will step up and have a game, you know, like Garrison Matthews or Len or whatever. But I don't really see any of these guys as as uh, consistent, you know, guys to to own on a, in a twelve team format. What about in Dynasty? In a sentence or two, have we given up on Troy Brown Jr.? Um. I think he's one of the most talented guys on the team, uh, to be honest. I don't know what it is, but he's always in Scott Brooks's doghouse. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, he, he comes from a great background. Uh, you know, he's 
he's he's a hard worker. He has a lot of uh, natural feel and a lot of natural talent. He's just he he looks fantastic in the bubble, um, but he just hasn't been able to put it together on a on a nightly basis. And um, I think he's the kind of guy that when he gets the chance to go to another team, he might be able to flourish as as a six man uh, off the bench. Um, but with the Wizards as they're currently constructed, I don't see. Uh, I'm, I'm not too optimistic about him. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We was talking. I was talking about this on the last show, uh, the one before. Actually, it was yesterday with Brent, and also one of the shows they did by myself about the sort of curse of the bubble. A lot of players who are really good in the bubble have either been injured, like T.J. Warren, um, Tommy mm. the Tank, Brian, of course, have been injured, or they've just really fallen off. There's really only. Yeah a few that broke out in the bubble. Uh, another, Booker was amazing in the bubble and he's really dropped off this season, at least in fantasy. Um, Keldon Johnson is one of the few who was huge in the bubble, is doing well. And of course, Nurkic was another one who was massive and then he was terrible and uh, and then <laughs> obviously got injured as well, which really sucks. It's Valentine's Day coming up. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Valentine's Day is upon us. Uh, you don't know where the night is going to take you. And our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you you need to use the best tools for the job. If your girl can't think of what to get you this year, tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect, Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package, of course, is led by the revolutionary third-generation Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer with its advanced skin safe technology which prevents uh any messes on the bathroom floor and stuff like that because it's waterproof uh you, that's very important when it's time for cupid to shoot his arrow of course the perfect package also comes with a pair of manscaped boxes that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day it's time to upgrade those over the old used a stinky pair of boxes you have to these high performance anti-chafing boxes complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent by manscaped that's the signature scent that's in all manscaped formulas this cologne is a perfect complement to your collection so all of this is the perfect package for your perfect package get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code hoopball20 at manscaped.com that is hoopball20 at manscaped.com 20 percent off and free shipping your balls and the people who enjoy them will thank you. Uh, let's talk about the Knicks. The Knicks are actually pretty interesting to watch, aren't they? I, I watch a bit of the Knicks games because they're on earlier in the day, usually before I do a bit of work in the afternoon. So it's a bit spotty with the sort of afternoon games here in Australia where I'm watching. Uh, John is, of course, in Korea. These The Knicks games are on quite early. And if you've been watching the Knicks, you would have been watching Julius Randle just having mm. an absolutely amazing season. He had 24 and 18 today with four assists and a steal. Probably with Mitch Robinson being injured uh, and Nerlens Noel not being a, a huge Thibs guy, we might see a bit more of Randall playing centre uh, moving forward with Taj Gibson as well, of course. Mm, yeah, he's. I mean, he's just been an absolute beast, and he's been really consistent. And he's he's kind of like he's uh, kind of like one of those guys like Ben Simmons who you don't really notice him putting up numbers during the game, but then you, if you're watching the game, that is, and you check the box score afterward, and they have. 12 rebounds and, and nine assists and they just do uh, things they just rack up st stats really quietly somehow um, that, and that's how I feel about Randall um, but yeah just from the beginning of the season he's just he's just been on a mission um, and uh, you know I, I'm really excited about his assists that he's been putting up he's been a, he's he's been uh, going declining a little bit in that recently but he's just he's just fun to watch uh, and he didn't used to be that way it's it's kind of interesting like I used to really not enjoy watching him at all but he's he's uh, really 
really blossomed there uh, in the last year or so. Do you think people are hard on Thibs as a coach and maybe he sort of developed this reputation as being a hard ass and being old school, being a bit of a okay boomer sort of guy, but uh, someone has to take a bit of credit for Julius Randle's turnaround because it's, it's not just, it's fantasy and real life. Like he's a huge part of the reason why the Knicks are basically pretty much a 500 team. Yeah, they were talking about that on the broadcast today, actually. There's there's a certain uh, type of player that he look, that he looks for, and there's a certain type of player that can play uh, in his system. And uh, sometimes those things don't uh, add up or don't match up, but when they do, it really works. And he seems to have a pretty good chemistry with this team so far. And, um, you know, so far, you know, compared to what they've been doing the last five, ten years, you know, Knicks fans have got to be pretty excited about what, what they see on the court. Yeah, now speaking of excited, let's let's we're so kind of we've got to get through a whole bunch of games in twenty three minutes here or whatever <laughs> long I've got got you for. So let's just hit a couple of lo- a couple of guys quickly from the Knicks. So pardon the pun. Uh quickly. Uh, he had sixteen and two in just twenty one minutes, and Derek Rose had twenty minutes, had fourteen and three and six with four steals. Peyton had twenty three minutes, twelve, three and two, and Burks Seems to be the kind of loser. He had 25 minutes. He had eight rebounds and assists with no no points um, on zero for three shooting. So of those guys, would you roster any of them? Um, yeah, I like all of those guys. I I I I'm not giving up on Burks. I mean, if you can see there, he's still, you know, he had still had a tw- plus 21 uh, as far as plus minus goes. Um, you know, and still was able to grab eight rebounds. He just didn't wasn't able to get his shot up that much today. I, I I'm not really sure why they were they were doing a lot of uh, Derrick Rose isolation. They had a really old school type formation going where they had like three or four guys lined up on one side of the court and then D Rose all the way on the left side of the court. It reminded me of you know something uh, out of 1997, um, and you know that goes back to the Tibbs uh, uh, effect, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. It's tough for me to say because I don't really play too much uh, twelve-team formats, but I, I I like all of these guys, <laughs> you know. Hmm. And what about in Dynasty? Have you got any quickly? And have you got any quickly rookie cards? <laughs> um, I do have a, a quickly autograph, uh, which uh, I'm I'm keeping, and I'm waiting for the right moment to maybe uh, flip that one. But um, unfortunately, I do not have. Any quickly, I do have Burks in our in our twelve team uh, lead that I'm in with you, um, and I might drop him soon. So if you're high on him, uh, keep an eye out on the waiver wire there. But <laughs> it's just, um, we need to pod more often because I, I can't get a secret out of you normally. Well, I yeah. think you know, obviously Rose coming in, it it, it kind of dec- decreases the value of all of them a little bit. I mean, I think they had a pretty good uh, pretty good values uh, set up there, but. We'll see. I mean, it, it takes time to see how these things play out. But, you know, Tibbs prefers the older guys, the guys that he's been with before, his guys, if you will. So I'm expecting to see a lot of min- minutes out of Rose. Indeed. Now let's move on to the next game of the evening, which is the Spurs, another ex- interesting team, and the Hawks. Interesting. We could be here all night if we went into the details of these guys because there's so many interesting guys here. Um, Kelton Johnson had 22 and 1. We'll save him for another evening. DeRozan had 23, 6 and 8. For the Spurs, by the way, he ran out winners 125 to 114. Uh, DeJounte Murray, wow, 16, 6 and 5 with a steal. He's been really good this season. Derek White in limited minutes, just 17 minutes. He showed what he can do there. Hit 11 and 
11, 2, and 4 with a steal and a block. He gets those defensive categories. Just five shots providing value in, in 16 minutes. As he ramps up, he's going to be great. Millsy had 12, 3, and 4 in his 20 minutes. He's dropped off a bit, and probably he is a drop. Uh, the guy I wanted to ask you about was Jacob Purtle. He had 14 and 12 with an assist, three steals, and three blocks. Should I drop Nerlens Noel for him and pick up Purtle instead in 12-team redraft, or would you keep Noel now that um, Mitch Robinson is injured? And that's the thing we miss with the Knicks, of course. Mitch Robinson has fractured his hand and is probably going to miss at least a month. Oh, that's a tough question. I mean, I think um, I think as long as uh, you know Aldridge, Aldridge is out, I think I'd rather have Purtle right now. He, you know, he kind of reminds me of a of a of a Zubac type. You know, he gets uh, a lot of uh, rebounds, a lot of points, and you know, pretty good uh, percentages, field goal, and not not quite as good as with the free throw percentage. But I think, if, yeah, I think if everything stays as it, as it is right now, I would I'd rather have Pirtle, but. As as soon as LMA comes back, that could all change. Hmm. But I'm pretty I'm pretty high on Noel. Uh, you know, Nerlens also. I've always liked Nerlens' game. Yeah, no. He, well, he's just a blocks and steals and a permanent monster, isn't he? Nerlens Noel with yeah. good field, really good field goal percentage as well. Now the Hawks are a team that both of us have a lot of interest in. Uh, for a start, I've got Trey Young in. I think. I've got him in the $75 Roto redraft, uh, nine-category league, the Dan's private league. Uh, he was keeping me afloat with in a few categories, but killing me in some other ones. And I've got him in a couple of dynasty leagues as well. Two leagues I've now paired up Jason Tatum with him for the long, long haul in rebuilding formats. He had 25 and one with three assists, eight for 15 shooting, not quite the volume we normally expect. John Collins was poor today. He had mm-hmm. three from 11 uh, shooting nine, six, and one. Where are you with John Collins? He seems to be a bit of a lightning rod, that guy. There's people who are all about John Collins, and then there are other people who think that he's really overrated. But uh, do you think he hits his ADP in that sort of uh, 30 to 40 range? You know, I've I've never been uh, I've never been a fan of John Collins, and again, going back just from the real basketball perspective and trying to kind of apply that to my fantasy game as well a little bit, but. Um, I don't know. I, I he, he's always a guy that at the end of the at the end of the year at the end of the day he he finishes right around where he's drafted I guess. But I don't know. I just I, I just don't. There's just so many uh, cooks in the kitchen there. I guess if he ever gets traded or you know you know gets on an, a, another situation, he might have a, a a chance to put up numbers more consistently. I mean, with this team though, you know, um, just one or two guys will pop up in one week, and then the next week it'll be two totally different guys so it's kind of a hard team to have ownership yeah, in I it think. really really is it really is and then, and then it, we thought maybe we'd found one with hunter and then he he's got hurt and then herder well actually kevin Hurt is probably the big beneficiary of deandre hunter being out but he just had five and two with four assists and a steal today against really good teams with a sort of lockdown perimeter defense that you get from guys like dejounte murray for example you can see him, maybe him struggling a bit he was two for eight from the field but he has been of value uh, this season so far. Capella had 14 and 11 with two blocks, which is what you have him for, and this field goal percentage, seven for 11 from the field, which is great. But Skylar Mays, talk about people just coming out of nowhere. He's a guy that we laughed about in our 30-team league when someone drafted him. He had 20 points, one rebound, three assists, one steal, four for five from deep on seven for 10 shooting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally out of the blue. I didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody saw that coming, (laughs) but that's, that's just kind of how this team works. I mean, you see a guy like Nathan Knight, like there was one week where he was 
kind of a hot name and you know just just guys pop up out of nowhere with this team so it's kind of like the you know like the new england uh patriots running back situation from a couple of years ago you just don't know who to start so um it's kind of a, a you know outside of trey of course it's, it's a team that i typically avoid as much as i can now the next game was an absolute barn burner. Uh, the Mavs won 143 to 130 uh, over the new over the Pelicans. For the Pelicans, Zion Williamson had 36, two and four with two steals, 14 of 15 from the field. He was 10 for 10 in the first half, and he's also eight for 11 from the foul line. He's sneakily improving his foul shooting. Uh, Zion Williamson, he may end up sort of beating. I wouldn't say he's ADP, but where people thought, like people in the know were thinking he's going to finish 60th or 70th or something like that because he's got, he's not going to give you any defensive stats or the, the foul shooting is going to be really bad, but he's improved that foul shooting. That's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's definitely uh, a good sign. I mean, but how, how is somebody that big on the court for 37 minutes uh, able to rack up 36 points and only grab two rebounds? How was, I don't, I don't, I can't fathom how that's possible. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that is a bit weird, and it's something. I guess he's probably he's what is he doing? Is he playing defense? Is he getting ready to get down to the other court and play at the other end of the court and play offense? It's probably that. Um, who grabbed the rebounds for them? Let's have a look here. So Hernan Gomez got nine rebounds. Ball Alonzo Ball six rebounds. Bledsoe four. Ingram five. Adams only had four. So it's not like Adams is stealing all the boards away from him either, is it? Yeah, it's just it's it's hard to understand. Um, you know, this is actually a team that I haven't seen play too much this year, so it's hard for me to, you know, give any type of analysis on that. But it just seems like, you know, somebody who's that size, who's on who's on the court for that amount of time, would be able to grab six, eight rebounds at the very least hmm. <laughs> on a bad on a bad night. <laughs> Nothing really. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Special else of notes for the Pelicans other than for deeper league guys. Uh, Willie Hernan Gomez had 10 and 9 with three assists. That's a couple of good games in a row for him in his 21 minutes. He may be a deep league pickup. Kyra Lewis had just 16 minutes. He had 5 and 2. Uh, he's been on the, the rookie watch of late, sort of having a few games and stuff. We'll keep an eye on that. For the Dallas Mavericks, my gracious goodness, great. My gracious <laughs> God, Luka Doncic. My gracious God. There we go. I'm mixing up, <laughs> mixing up my phraseology. 46, 8 and 12 with a steal and a block. 17 for 30 from the field. 5 for 8 from the three-point line. 7 for 9 from the foul line. That's one of the best lines of the fantasy season. Jeez, I mean that's uh, that'll win you that'll win you a, a league right there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, Luca, you know, he's on he's on the court uh, just about the same amount of time as, as Zion, and you know, playing a little bit more on the periphery than Zion is. But he's even he's able to grab you know close to ten rebounds. I'd like to see a little bit more out of Zion in that category. Now, Paul Zingas, I wanted to ask you about him. He had thirty six and seven with an assist and a block. Were you just saying in one of our threads yesterday that Porzingis was done, or was that somebody else? No, that was me. <laughs> but again, um, this is this is these are two teams that I I haven't uh, really. I just don't enjoy watching these teams very much for some reason. Um, just the uh, just something about the aesthetic about their you know the style of their play is just not not that uh, 
not that attractive to me. But yeah, um, just from what I've read, and uh, it just doesn't seem like uh, most people, most analysts, uh, you know, most gurus and experts were too were too optimistic on on you know, on him and you know his future. But and I certainly couldn't tell that from today, could you? And you can't complain about the fantasy value he's returned since he came back either. He's the 35th ranked player on a per game basis, and he's obviously he missed a month, but he's right around Toby Harris, OG Ananobi, Chris Paul, Capella, Terry Rosier, who we're talking about having a massive season. So that gives you an idea. DeMar DeRozan, he's ahead of Giannis, Boucher, Rashawn Holmes, Trey Young, John Collins. Al Horford, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Halliburton. Those, those are some pretty either huge names or guys having huge seasons that he's in front of already. So you can't complain about that return. It's all about the injury stuff, though. We'll have to wait and see how far his per game is away from his totals. A couple other things to look out for from the Mavs. Jalen Brunson had 13, 6, and 7 in his 22 minutes, and he looks like a potential 12-team pickup, or definitely for 14 teams. Uh, the big man stuff is a real mess. Kleber had 6, 6, and 2. Finney Smith had 14 and 5 in their 35 minutes. Uh, Cauley Stein played 13 minutes. It's, you know, maybe one of the reasons why John is not a huge fan is outside of Luca and Porzingis, it's... It's not that amazing for fantasy either. So you're not really watching it going, oh, there's guys over there I can go and grab. It's not like watching Detroit or Charlotte because when you watch those, you're looking for guy breakout guys that could give you value. But uh, these guys mm. and the other guys on the Mavs, it, it's apart from Tim Hardaway Jr. And even him, he had eight zero 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 and 0 uh, with two three-pointers today. So... <laughs> Like, yeah, these you... these these teams like Dallas and Utah are they're just they're just systems. I mean, you can plug in anybody and they'll they'll put out they'll they'll put up numbers and they're a bunch of like, you know, out, outside of um, you know, big uh fantasy uh, you know, guys like us, I guess. You know, just a bunch of kind of no-name guys that are, are that aren't that exciting, you know, that uh that put up numbers here and there, but you know, they 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 just they're just not that fun to, to watch and follow to, to me anyway. So I tend to stay away from them uh, as much as I can. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get a bit lucky with the next game. We've got the Clippers up against the Bulls and the Clippers won 125 to 106 for the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard, wow, he is just having a great season. He had 33 and 6 with 3 assists, 2 steals, 14 for 21 from the field. The the field goal percentage is great for him as well. Four for five from the line. Batum had seven, six, and one with a three steals and a block. And he's uh, he's been a very sneaky late round or waiver wire grab, returning a lot of value. Uh, Reggie Jackson, you can maybe consider dropping him. He had 11 and one with four assists and a steal. Abaka had nine and five. Beverly only played 11 minutes. Uh, this is another team where it sort of gets messy because there's so many guys. Um, yeah. Zubac had just 12 and four. Um would you roster Zubat's rest of season? Oh yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think you can count on him for pretty. He's a pretty consistent guy in my eyes. I mean, he'll always give you the field goal percentage and the free throw percentage, and he'll always be around. You know, like that 10, 10.8 rebound. You know, he won't mm. he won't stray too far away from that. So, I don't think he'll ever get like uh, too far below that or too far above that. But if you need somebody. You know that kind of that stabilizing force in your roster. He's he's you know he's kind of like Pirtle. You know he's he'll, he'll grab you a bunch of points and rebounds. Mm. And what and else he, can you ask for? <laughs> and, and and you can you can ask for something else because unlike Pirtle, uh, even though Pirtle has the bigger block, blocks upside, 
Zubac mm. hits his three throws, so he right. doesn't hurt yeah. you in that category at all. Uh, on a Sunday, when I'm in those tight 5-4 matchups that we often end up in, you don't want Pirtle going and stinking, you know, going two for six from the foul line and you, yeah. you end up losing. For the Bulls, Zach Levine having a great season. He had 26-9 and six, uh, and how many three-pointers? Four for seven, 11 for 21 shooting. Patrick Williams, he had just three points, four rebounds and an assist and a block. Uh, tell us about Pat Williams uh, rostering him rest of season in 12 teams and what about in Dynasty long term you a fan? Uh, Dynasty yeah definitely I see a lot of uh, potential in him I you know he's he's a guy that just spent one year in college and a lot of these guys you know it takes them several years when they come into the pros to really to really reach their full potential but I, I mean just from what I've seen in his very first year as a 19 year old I I'm super impressed by his game I think he's from both a real basketball and a fantasy perspective as well. I think he's he's definitely a keeper in Dynasty. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. He, he may still return, get back to returning some 12-team value. We, we mm. talked about this before with the rookies. It really only is Lamelo and Halliburton who've got definite 12-team value for the whole rest of the season. Everybody else, including Pritchard and other any other rookies you want to name. Maybe we talked about earlier today Anthony Edwards being like a rosterable guy. Apart from that, the rest of them are all outside the top 150. Even Pat Williams over the season, he's, he's I think, around 180th or something like that, even though he's been borderline in the last month. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, Thomas Sadoransky, 17-4 and four with seven assists. Should I be going out to get Tommy? <laughs> well, as a Wizards fan, I've always had a, a soft spot in my heart for, for Sado, but... Um, you know, he's a really underrated player when he, when he gets his shot, uh, when he gets his, his minutes, he, he can, he can rack up some numbers, uh, all across the board, pretty much. He's, you know, he's a good defender. He'll get you some, not, he didn't do too much in those categories today, but, um, you know, I would keep an eye on the situation. If you hear anything, uh, you know, from one of their beat reporters or something that Sato is going to be getting more time, then I would definitely pick him up because he can, he can definitely put up some stats for you. Yeah, Saturday is one to watch. The next game, and we are going to have to rapidly run through them. It's Saturday night here at 10.30 in Australia. So forgive me if I summarize a little bit and I'll hit uh, one guy from each team with John as we blow through the next 10 minutes or so and bang out these last six games. Uh, for the Pistons, this was, I wish we had more time to talk because they beat the evil uh, Boston <laughs> Celtics 108 to 102. Jeremy Grant was okay at 15 and 5. Blake Griffin had 12, 4 and 6. DeLon Wright had another great game, 22, 6 and 7 with a steal and a block. Wow, Ellington has fallen off. He had 5, 2 and 1. Isaiah Stewart fell back to earth a little bit after his massive game. I was going to go and grab him in a lot of places, but he had he played 22 minutes only. They went small. Uh, the Pistons did, uh, and that's why Josh Jackson played 31 minutes. He had 14, 5 and 2 with a steal and two blocks. Sadiq Bay had 30 and 12 on 10 and 12 shooting, 7 for 7 from deep. Wow. Sadiq Bay, what do you think? Yeah, this is a team that I'm really high on, and, and Bay, I mean, uh, he's he's a really good shooter. He just got in one of those zones today, though, where he just, you know, he could have thrown up, you know, a, a Hail Mary from from the other end of the court and it would have gone in. I mean, you know, just people get the shooters, players get in those, in those zones sometimes. And he was just uh, unconscious today. I, you know, he's, he's, he does have a good touch. I mean, he's, he's shown it uh, pretty much all year and he's a really impressive rookie. I, I'm really high on him going forward. Put you on the spot though. 12 team pickup. Would you roster him rest of season or at least have a look? Nah, probably not. No. Yeah. I, I picked him up in our blooming our Yahoo Hoops for Blooming Idiots League. Just well, I'm, at the moment, as you know, I'm actually 
the last few weeks, my team's going so well, and I'm I was I'm flogging someone like eight one. Shout out to the Velvet Milkman this week um, <laughs> from Melbourne. So I thought, why not just have a look over the weekend, maybe see what happens on the next game on the Sunday, and then I guess I could always drop him and move on on a Monday. For the Boston Celtics, Semi Ojale is he a grab? Uh, with smart out, I guess. I don't know. Um, he had a huge game last time, and he's you know he's he's putting up numbers across the board there. You know the, the defensive numbers, and you know he'll give you some rebounds and assists. So if you need a guy that just does a little bit of everything, he, he you know he put him in your put him in your queue or put him on your watch list, and you know give him a little bit of run. You know until some some uh, injured guys come back. But um, I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Well, this is a team. I think I was just going to say they they're moving into the territory like teams like the Mavs, um, the Lakers, mm-hmm. and stuff like that where. There's a couple of guys who are must roster, and obviously Kemba, when he's available, even though he's not been great, he's must roster. But apart from Tatum and Brown, the rest is really messy. Daniel Tice had 11, 9, and 1 with a steal and a, and a block. He's obviously the best of the, the center, but it, but that's all mess. That's really messy. Robin, Robbie Williams was out here. I'm not sure about Ojale. I think, you know, when Marcus Smart comes back and Kemba Walker plays, He's not going to get the run that he had here. Pritchard was disappointing. He had 28 minutes and he just had two and three on one for five shooting. He really fell back to earth. We do have to move along as much as I'd like to rub it in for the Celtics, who are now basically a 500 team. They're, uh, I think, one game ahead of the Knicks. <laughs> Let's just take a moment to enjoy that. Uh, a team you love is the OKC Thunder, and I love them as well because I've got lots of their guys in different um, iterations on my teams. They played very well to just lose by two points to the Nuggets or the Nuggets played badly depending on your take for the Thunder in this 95 to 97 loss Diallo just keeps on chugging along at the moment he had 16 4 and 2 with a, with three steals uh, Kendrick Williams wow 7 11 and 9 with a steal I've got him in my 2014 deep league yippee Kai A, mother foes. <laughs> Lou Dort had 15 3 and 1 with a uh, with a steal Baisley shot badly as he does quite often. He had seven, seven, and two. Horford had sixteen, five, and four. And Justin Jackson, speaking of mofos, he had twelve and three with three assists and two steals. Uh, Isaac Roby came back and uh, Isaiah Roby, I'm sorry, and played nineteen minutes. He had seven, five, and three. He's another one that I picked up. I think end of season, and of course Maladon there as well. Of those guys, if I if you only had to pick one of them to roster, maybe two. Who would you roster in twelve teams? I think I would take a shot on Maladon. Actually, um, this is a team. There's just something they they play with a lot of pride every night. They play really hard every night. Every there there's almost never a blowout uh, when you play when you go up against OKC. They have a a lot. They seem to have a rotating starting roster every night. There's a bunch of uh, moving pieces, but uh, they always put in a good effort. And they, they, you know, they're look at their record. They're ten and fifteen. They could have easily been eleven fourteen after today. But I, I think um, I don't know. I, I, a lot of my friends are really high on Roby, but I, I would, I, I like Melodon. He's only nineteen, and you know, he's shown that he can, you know, that he can, that he can run the team, you know, from the point guard perspective and. You know he still has a he still has a kind of a high turnover rate, but um, maybe not so much for this year. But uh, going forward, I, I'm pretty high on on that kid. Yeah, now I've stashed him. I think in that the Hoops of Blooming Idiots League, I've got him on my IR and just want to see how he plays when he comes back as well. Just sort of looking at that end of season stuff with some of these guys who could just have huge roles in OKC. Do you think Al Horford gets traded? 
Oh, man. Um, you know, I think he likes playing there, actually. Um, yeah, you know, shout, out, wanna... <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to his sister, Anna, who just uh, is in love with the OKC fans and vice versa, as opposed to the Philly, Philly fans. <laughs> you know, Al's one of those guys. He's kind of uh, solemn and, you know, he's not, not too expressive, but you can kind of get a feel when he's enjoying, you know, playing with a group of guys, um, uh, which hasn't been the case the last couple of years in Philly, obviously. But um, even though this team is, you know, uh, kind of close to the bottom in the in the league. I mean, they're still, like I said before, they're they're there's something in the culture there at OKC that um, you know that there's just a lot of pride in the way that they play, and I, I think he likes it. I, I I would like to see him on a contender, of course, but uh, I, I I I think he will eventually get moved before the trade deadline. Now, a team that's a bit easier to work out at the minute is the Denver Nuggets. Basically, there's five guys: Murray, Jokic, Barton, Millsap, Porter Jr., and uh, and Gary Harris, who is injured at the moment. So they just left five. Murray had 22-5, five, five and two. Nikola Djokic had 23, 13 and nine with a seal and a block. Barton was okay at 10, five and five. Millsap had 12, three and four. And Porter Jr. had 15 and four with a steal and two blocks. It's good to see him bouncing back a bit. Let's talk about Jamal Murray. Do you think he can perform at sort of top 50 value for the rest of the season? Or is it going to be where he doesn't show up until... Well, it's actually, it's nearly March, isn't it? We're only two weeks away from... What do you call him? Mr. March, don't you? Yeah, I, I call Jamal Murray Mr. March because he always uh, he always starts to heat up right around when the, when the playoff season comes. But um, I don't know. He's, uh, you know. He's just not as consistent as some of the other, you know, superstar uh, players are. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just, um, maybe it's just my imagination. But I, I just seem to tune in sometimes and check, you know, box scores where... I see he has four points or, you know, nine points and maybe, and then suddenly like he'll go off for like 48 one night. Um, he, you know, but when it gets in the playoff time, he's, it, it seems like he's using the regular season to ramp up to the playoff uh, season where he goes off for, you know, 38 every night, like he did in the bubble. Hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I think he's a, I, I don't, I don't, he, I think he's a hard guy to have on your team actually. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, I like a little bit more uh, consistent performer actually. Now, speaking of consistent performers, the next team we're going to talk about is the Jazz. They've won, I think, 15 of 16 games, or is it 16 of 17? They look Jeez. unbelievable. 129 points to 115. Uh, that's borderline flogging. I read something like uh, from David Locke from Locked On Jazz saying, I think um, they've, what, they've been ahead by 20 points in 16 of their games this season. I mean, they haven't won those by more than 20, but they've led at least 16 of their games by 20 points or more, and they did this one too. They absolutely flogged um, the, the, the the Bucks here. It wasn't really close, especially in the second half. And now, uh, Mitchell had 26, 6, and 8. Uh, Bogdanovich had 9, 3, and 2. Gobert had a huge game, 27, and 12. Joe Ingles had 27, 3, and 5. Jordan Clarkson, 25, 4, and 5 with a steal, 10 for 18, including, and 4 for 11. Jingles was 7 for 9. Have you seen anything like this three-point shooting these guys are doing? It's it's outstanding, isn't it? Man, they are on fire. I, I was telling a group of people the other day, it, it seems like they start every game with a 20-point lead. And I guess when you have somebody like Gobert in the middle of your in the middle of your team, um, you know, it, it, the opponent is just, it, it just seems like they're always, you know, going uphill in that situation. So... Yeah, these these guys are just just pounding people every night. I mean, it's it's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> 
Now, on the Milwaukee side, Giannis had 29 and 15 with uh, six assists, two steals, two blocks, which is great. Four of six from the three-throw line. I always look at that. That's not too bad considering how he can absolutely destroy you there. Middleton had 18, two and four. Lopez had 23 and six. Uh, Bryn Forbes had a quiet one. Augustine, uh, 12 and one with three assists and two steals. Bobby Portis keeps on keeping on, 15 and five. He's <laughs> he's one of the sort of waiver wire pickups of the season. I wanted to ask you about Dante DiVincenzo. He had five, two and two. I dropped him in a couple of leagues. I, I drafted a lot of him. You know, I'm a Dante fan. I think you're the guy who actually got me onto Dante. I dropped him in a couple of leagues and I picked him back up in both of those. And then he's gone and had a five pointer on me. Yeah, you know, you know, I love Dante and I have a lot of his uh, basketball cards, a lot of his rookie cards. And, uh, you know, he started off the season, you know, really hot. And I got a lot of offers on eBay uh, for Dante cards and I, I turned them all down and I'm kind of regretting it a little bit now. Um, not that I think he's, you know, not a good player or anything. I, I really think he's solid. But, um, you know, I don't know. I think um, I don't think he's ever going to be a big, uh, you know, he's not he's never going to be a big scorer. I don't think he's just a just a solid guy that that can uh, help you in a lot of different areas. He's mm. he's a winning he's a winning basketball player, you know. Yeah, From, he, he, he I absolutely agree with that that when when he steps on the court side of things, he he makes them better for sure. Yeah, he's uh, um he's one of those guys that's just a little bit better from like a real basketball perspective, I think. Now, next game, Memphis Grizzlies, they lost 105 to 115 against the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers had Anthony Davis going off. He had 35 and nine with an assist and a steal. James had 28, nine and eight with two steals. Wow, that guy just does not age, does he? He just <laughs> is like, how does he do it? And he's not slowing down. He's not resting. It really seems like a couple of seasons ago, people were saying he was past his peak, but playing with Davis and winning rings, I, I mean, he's playing as well as he was playing a few years ago, isn't he? He's, as long as he's in the league, he's he's going to be the best player in the league. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter how. I mean, he's like Tom Brady. I mean, as long as he's in, as long as he's playing, he's going to be the best player on the court. He just doesn't. And the defense he's playing this year compared to the last few years is is really, um, you know, just it's just amazing what he's doing. I, I don't have any words for it. And Kuzma had twenty and ten, which is surprising because normally he doesn't have good games when Davis and James both play. He remains a streaming option when one of them is out, but I'm not not sure that he's an ad for the Grizzlies. Jar Morant had twenty three, uh, twenty two points, three rebounds, and ten assists. Uh, Grayson Allen had twenty three and three. Valanciunas had twenty two, eight and five. Dylan Brooks uh, fell back to earth a little bit. He had just twelve and two, uh, five for thirteen from the field. Slow Mo Anderson had six, six and five with three steals and a block. He is a waiver wire ad just about, isn't he? And he's available in quite a few leagues. Oh wow, I didn't know he was that uh, that available. I had, uh, yeah, uh, if he's out there, definitely get him. He's he'll put it up every night. Uh, two games to go. We'll just blast through these real quickly and see Portland Trailblazers. You just got to respect them. The efforts they put up, 129 to 110. They're just pulling stuff right out of their proverbials, aren't they? To just you know, night after night, they seem to be playing well. They beat the they beat the Philadelphia 76ers, who some people might think are the best or one of the top two or three teams in basketball this season. They beat them, and on the back to back, now they've gone and beaten Cleveland, 129 to 110. Lillard had 20. 20 points, three rebounds, nine assists, seven for 16. Bit of a quiet night, but Gary Trent Jr., as I call him, <laughs> Gary Stentube Jr., 26 points, three rebounds, two assists, eight for 12 from the field and four of six from deep. He's really stepped up with CJ out, hasn't he? 
This has been one of the most impressive teams to me so far. Not 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 one of the best teams, but just just the whole story of CJ going down. They had, they have a collection of guys that honestly I didn't really believe in um, until I you know until they've gone on the court and actually done it. I mean, guys like Simons, uh, Trent Jr. You know, um, you know, even uh, you know, even Mellows is putting up huge numbers. Uh, of course, I believe in Mello, but um, uh, they just have a bunch of guys that um, that I just thought thought were not really good basketball players. But man, they're fifteen and ten. Um, they're killing it right now. Yeah, I mean, you can't complain. They're a game behind. They're only a game behind the Suns and three games wow. behind the Clippers, which is pretty amazing. Ahead yeah. of the ahead of the Nuggets. Uh, I mean, all who knows how all this ends up, but you just you can't really complain if you're a Blazers fan. Um, and this is, I mean, this is with like Covington not doing very much either. I mm, mean, he, yeah. he usually he usually starts to turn it on, you know, right around this time of the year. I mean, he's playing good defense and and rebounding. Usually, not not so good tonight, but. Um, you know he hasn't really he hasn't really kicked in when he starts to warm up. This is going to be a tough team to beat. And Anthony had twenty three and two. He has been really good with CJ mm-hmm. out as well. Derek Jones Jr. had five points and five rings. Covington had a quiet one, just three and four with a block, and uh, he only had three shots as well. But he he has been better over the last couple of weeks. Canter twenty one yeah. and thirteen. He's probably one of the waiver wire grabs of the season. That fella. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, she's he's just a rebounder. I mean, yeah, he just yeah. he just he just puts out every night. Now for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Sexton had twenty five three and five. Garland had seventeen two and four. Uh, Drummond had eight and five, and Jarrett Allen had twenty two six and two. Uh, you know, I don't like Andre Drummond, and I think this when I see him have lines like this, I just worry about what's going to happen at the end of the season. And I keep saying, if he has a couple of huge 20 and 20 nights and you own him, sell, sell, sell. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't think anybody really likes Drummond that much uh, from like a real basketball perspective. But yeah, I, I probably would uh, if he, you know, if he gets on a, a streak where he's putting up like 20 and 15 for a few nights, you know, try to get what you can for him in uh, in that situation. Um yeah, it was just one of those weird games though, where they got like down uh, by a lot early on, and it was just a weird game script kind of kind of thing. So um, I think people that own him can expect him to bounce back a little bit. But I'm glad to see that they they don't have Drummond and Allen on the court at the same time. That really was a disaster. Now this last game, we could probably do a whole nother podcast about this because it's uh, Orlando who both of us have enjoyed a lot for the last few years, and Sacramento, who we kind of laughed at for the last few years a lot, and they are just a lot better and more interesting this season. Uh, the Orlando won 123 to 112, which is a bit of a turn-up for the books at the moment. Heald had 19-4-4 and for the Kings. Barnes had 13-5-4. and Halliburton started, played 27 minutes. He had 14-3-7 and with a steal, which was great. Holmes had 10-7, two assists and two steals. Uh, Bialica, there was a Bialica sighting. He had 15 and nine with six assists. Whiteside had 16 and seven. Uh, quick questions: You pick up picking up Bialica, and how high are you on Halliburton for the long term? Two questions for you. Well, I think Bialica might be a guy they might be trying to move uh, at the trade deadline, so they might be trying to feature him over the next couple of weeks. So I, he's a guy I would I might think about picking up because I I could see him getting increased minutes. Uh, again, in order to try so that the real team could actually trade him. So, yeah, I, I think I would uh, kind of ride that wave and, and, you know, add him in a couple places. Uh, last lines of the evening uh, for the Magic Vucevic. My 
goodness. I can I I just can you I need some counselling for taking Nurkic instead of him in the two leagues. Forty two, nine and four with two steals, seventeen for twenty two from the field. Wow. Just, I don't know what, um, what do you say? Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on and talk about something else. Terry Ross had 18, 18, 5, and 4. Did you pick up any Terry Ross anywhere? And, and like, I picked a lot of people dropped him. My God, I picked up three or four of him in the last week. Do you think I'm going to uh, be happy with that? He's just he's just a guy that you got to get when he's when he's hot. And then, you know, kind of like Norman Powell, you know, they, they go through like, you know, a week and a half or two weeks where they just can't miss anything. And then they fall off. They fall off the earth for like three weeks, you know. So, yeah, he's just a guy you got to pick up and drop, and pick up and drop, and pick up and drop. I think. Uh, speaking of pick up and drop, a guy that that's happened to a lot since he came into the league was Michael Carter Williams. He had twenty-one seven and seven. Are you picking up MCW? I've always I've always been a, a fan of his game, and I think he, he's pretty versatile. I think you know he can play. He can fill in a point guard, which they need right now, but. If they uh, if they get any of their other point guards back, he's a guy that could uh, move over and and play a little bit of two guard uh, defensively too as well. So he can play off the ball a little bit. So um, I don't think he's going to have uh, too much uh, fantasy value. Uh, I mean, uh, well, with all of their point guards out, he will. But it, it, as soon as one of those guys come back, you know, Cole Anthony or whoever else they have there uh if they bring in like some guy like shabazz napier or somebody off the street mm. um i think his his value is going to go down a little bit then but i think he's going to be in the game i mean he's he's going to be in there somewhere they're, they're just so thin at the moment so and and i don't know I've, we probably i watch some of these games as well and cole anthony's not the most kind of distinguished distributor yet at this point uh but i'm now i'm chomping at the bit to get my last question out to you which is is ken birch good at basketball and how much is he worth how much is he worth in a 30 team league uh he's worth at least a uh, uh, late first rounder i would say maybe a first and a second actually <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know I, I my 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 love for kim birch goes back for ever since he's been in the league i've always loved the guys so. now, now tell the tell the truth it's only because you love tall timber and he's named after a tree <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always liked his game. I, do you know him and uh, Christian Wood play together at UNLV? Oh, there you go. There's they played in college together. Wood and Birch. That's something, Tim- isn't it? <laughs> timber. <laughs> Some serious yeah. timber they had there at, at UNLV yeah, there for a couple of years. <laughs> Professor Steele, aka Wizards Woj, uh, thank you so much for joining us this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure to have a gentleman and a scholar such as yourself on the show with us. And we hope to have you back on again sometime soon, mate. Good on you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And good night, everybody. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.